You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about ZZ Top, Trace Hombres. In the room, I have Rob. Right on. Ben. Been waiting for the bus all day. Solange. Half bus. <laughs> and John. Blues, blues, blues. <laughs> Trace Hombres is the third studio album by the American rock band ZZ Top. It was originally released by London Records in July 1973. The producer was Bill Ham. And the genre is blues rock, hard rock, boogie rock, and Texas blues. And from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Trace Hombres is the record that brought ZZ Top their first top 10 record, making them stars in the process. It couldn't have happened to a better record. ZZ Top finally got their low down, cheerful, sleazy blues and boogie right on this, their third album. As their sound gelled, producer Bill Ham discovered how to record the trio so simply that they sound indestructible, and the group brought the best set of songs they ever have to the table. On the surface, there's nothing really special about the record since it's just a driving blues rock album from a Texas bar band, but that is what's special about it. It has a filthy groove and an infectious feel thanks to Billy Gibbons' growling guitars and the steady propulsion of Dusty Hill and Frank Beard's rhythm section. They get the blend of bluesy shuffles, gut bucket rocking, and offbeat humor just right. All right, what do we think of Trace Ombre. This album cooks. <laughs> this album is really awesome. This album rules. Yeah. yeah so I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start you off. Uh, so so I, I picked up this album at a record store on tour years ago, and this dusty old geezer in Colorado that was uh, behind me in line at the record store. He saw I was buying this, and he goes, "Oh man, I had that on cassette tape, and it got stuck in the tape player of my old truck." Best damn thing ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, was that man Jesus? <laughs> this album speaks to, I get made fun of a lot because people say I'm like your dad who hangs out in the garage drinking beer. And like, yeah, I am. And this album like so speaks to that. When I heard this album, I like, like waiting for the bus, I was like, oh my, oh my god. Oh, oh my! It's like when you hear Bach for the first time, you cry. But for me, it was, <laughs> for me, it was it's like an equilibrium when Sean Dean hears like the music and he's the tear. That's how it was viewed in Top. <laughs> and I have no shame. I don't care. What a fucking rad record! It's yeah, so this good. is like this is like blues rock done right. Yes. Oh, yeah, so good. So good. Sometimes. And other times, it's a completely different fucking beast. Yes. 
Th- yes. th- this fucking record runs the gamut of such weird shit. Yes, Hot Blue and Righteous, I wrote this down, reminds me of like... It's Purple Rain, dude. I, it's, it's Purple like a, Rain. It's like a I, completely yeah. Purple Rain. I wasn't going to say that, but for me, it reminds me of Grateful Dead in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And even like some of the shit you hear on, like, I don't know if anyone's a Jethro Tull fan here, but even okay. some of that like like earlier oh, we, Jethro, we like, <laughs> like that Acres Wild era Jethro Tull, Songs of the Wood, like I, it was like so weird. I was like, whoa, I love it. I love what you're doing here. And but it's not all that, and that's what I think makes this album so special. Well, Move Me On Down the Line is a straight-up power pop song. Yeah, it sounds is. like the Stones. Yeah. I like yeah. the boogie-woogie. Yeah. <laughs> ZZ Top, they brought the boogie-woogie into Southern Rock. Like, the tone is similar to Skinnerd, and, like, the feel isn't too far off from Skinnerd, but Skinnerd is, like, a Southern Rock band, and ZZ Top is a Southern... Boogie, Boogie band. band. Yeah. 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 Well, they also got some of that Chicago blues in there, too, which I think gives it a light, you know, a yeah. good But they, they batter it and fry it. Oh, they batter yeah. and fry the shit out of it. This is, this is a feast that will clog your fucking heart, oh, yeah. and you will be so glad you died of it. Well, when I hear, when I hear it, it's like, I can definitely see where they looked at, like, a synthesizer and said, you know what, that's what we... And, like, I'm not... I absolutely am not saying that that's what's needed on Trace Hombres. I do not think that at all. I think this album is, like, perfect the way it is but i can see why they would say you know we want to we want to go to the next level and we want to add in like a synthesizer and it and it works so well i mean that's what drew me to zz top in the first place is this whole like they're a synthesizer country rock band you know the sort the eliminator yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> such and it's so cool because i feel like they do a, they do so much and like one of one of them i think it's um i don't remember their names um, but one of them, their father is a, like a composer, like he's a composer and like a conductor for the orchestra, one of the orchestras in, uh, I think Dallas, which explains a lot about like why they're so talented is these are people who have been exposed to like a lot of music. Also yeah. two thirds of them were in the fake zombies. Yeah, that blew my <laughs> yes. mind. Yes, they were. Yes, they oh were. Oh my God. Yeah. Dusty Hill and Frank Beard, right? Yeah. yeah. God, that... Because we had talked about the Zombies album, uh, Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah. And, you know, briefly talked about the oh, fake... Oh, I, I screamed about it. I, I drunkenly screamed about all of the things <laughs> that were happening. But I don't think... Did we ever say during that time that it's like... Yeah. It's yeah. easy... Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, well, I... I, I, I went into a tirade it. about the animals <laughs> and the, uh, the the bands that were... Uh, oh, fake animals. At that point yeah. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking rhythm section, though. God damn. Yeah. Frank Beard and Dusty Hill. The, the rhythms that these three dudes crank out are infectious. Mm -hmm. They just get your ass moving. I haven't put much thought into this, so this is a hot take right now. ZZ Top, best power trio? Ooh. Okay. They're one of them. I would say they're one of them. Yeah. They would say that Cream is the best power trio because they were heavily inspired by Cream still saying I'm still saying Coke Dares are the best power (laughs) trio. (laughs) Which were inspired by... (laughs) However, uh, I'm sorry, Bloomington Bros, was (laughs) was I the only one at the uh, Second Story show for them doing the ZZ Top? I I wasn't there. Oh my God, it was amazing. (laughs) It was so good. I was up front the entire time. I had no idea what any of these songs were. (laughs) But when I listened to this record, I was like, oh, the Coke Dares did that. Oh, the Coke Dares did that. Yeah. Fucking pitch harmonics. This yeah. is the first time that I've heard them like active, like uh, on any record, and it's so weird. It's the boogie woogie band from, <laughs> from Texas, like doing weird ass harmonic work. He's I, an amazing guitarist. I, I mean. heard. I heard that uh, Mark Knopfler called Billy Gibbons in for for a consultation 
uh, when doing uh, when working on the guitar parts for Money for Nothing. Mm. Is it's got that that same they're just that same just like Texas funk. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yeah. I did you ever watch any of like back when CDs were a thing and like you would put the CD in the uh, the disc drive and there'd be a little movie that played. Do you guys remember that? No, like, is old, this in your car? Old, old, no, old timey CDs. Like if if you'd put it into like a uh, like there'd be like video shit okay. like on, on the. Oh yeah, CD, CDR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Movies, Sorry, yeah. I, I I explained that terribly. Um, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm gonna retract that. I think there was a DVD that came out with one of the Queens of the Stone Age records. Oh yeah. Um, and it like Billy Gibbons played on the which one was it? It was after uh, Songs for the Deaf. It was the next one. Yeah, it was a uh, Lullabies to Paralyze. Yeah, and uh, he, he does a beard harmonic on yeah. accident, and they <laughs> yeah, kept he does. it in. <laughs> You're just <laughs> soloing his beard hits a pitch harmonic. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Fucking shit. Uh, we're listening it. to Master of Sparks right now. Yeah. Oh. Which, uh, cool, funky-ass song with a spooky lap steel riff. Like, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, someone was, uh, I was, I was, Anne was like, what's that noise? What's going on? <laughs> and I was like, that's in the song. Was she like, alarmed? No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I just today, I, I've loved this song for years, but only today did I learn the story what it is. of this song, yeah. what the Master of Sparks is. So this is a like a Billy Gibbons true, true tall tale mm-hmm. uh, of him, uh, uh, like so in his wild oats. Apparently, uh, the story he tells in the song is some dudes, you know, some like redneck dudes he knows called him over to show him this thing they were working on, and they had welded together... A spherical metal cage with either with some kind of seat mounted in it. Either I read one place it was a Volkswagen seat with seat belt. I read another place it was like a fighter pilot seat with belts. But uh, just a spherical cage with a seat with seat belts mounted in. And they were going to put that, rig it to the back of a pickup truck, mm-hmm. haul ass down the highway, <laughs> and then just let it rip. And uh, Billy Gibbons was the one in it and the thing was whoever if you could survive this ride you're the master of sparks <laughs> because once it hit the road it's sparking everywhere uh and apparently billy gibbons holds the title of master of sparks <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i just think that you can you oh. can also see this in falling from grace the 1992 john cougar camp directed film <laughs> In which they do the exact same they ride thing. The Master right? of Sparks. Yes. Is it is it Coog in it? Yeah. No. No. He's is it not Billy Gibbons in it? He's not the Master of Sparks. <laughs> but, but I saw. I, I, I was reading about that and I was like, oh, like that Coog directed movie <laughs> in 1992, which I also looked up. Cost three million and made two hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that song sounds a lot like Thin Lizzy. Oh, Master yeah. Sparks? Yeah. I can yeah. hear that. Everything sounds like Ben Lucy.
It is uh, purple rain. That's absolutely fucking that is purple, purple rain. rain. Yeah. You're right. It hot, is purple hot blue rain. and righteous is what yeah. we're talking about because we it's got a, it in the cans right now. But. It's yeah. a lot of different things. I will say it's a lot. Of, I'm not a huge Prince fan. That's why, which it's, I know. Oh, that I reverb on that snare. It's just Wendy and Lisa listening to that demo tape in that back room. Yep. During purple rain. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same reverb on that snare. But like even the like this this like that little fucking like harmony chord thing with the vocals like. It, it's, You're it's, right. it does sound a lot like it. It's yeah. it, I, and I fuck I fucking saw I saw a an interview or not an interview I, I saw a I read an interview with Billy Gibbons uh, talking like right right when Prince died um, and like how he got to hang out and like sit down with him and talk and they just like did a bunch of like uh, just just talking about guitars because you know they're they're both idiots about guitars and uh, but yeah that when I heard this I was like. Fucking Prince, this is absolutely (laughs) fucking, like, where he came up with, like, that little segment for Purple Rain. I don't know. People have the same ideas. I've been drinking, whatever, get down on my face. (laughs) Something I wanted to mention that I thought was cool was uh, on that song, Shake, um, how they use, it's it's like a funk song, and they don't have a horn section, they just use their guitar for that, and uh, I really love, I love that concept in general. Um, I brought up Earlier today, uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys and like Western Swing, like mm-hmm. that's what Western Swing is, is it is a jazz song written for country that you don't have horns, you have fi- you have fiddles and string and a string section. And I think it's cool that ZZ Top does that same thing, that same concept where our, we don't have this this instrument we need, so we're going to use our, our guitar for that instrument. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool and I thought it worked really, really well. And I, I love it. Yeah, they only stretch outside of the the trio like only when necessary. Mm-hmm. It's like until they get into the more produced, the, the you know, uh, keyboards and mm-hmm. different elements like that. But they really stick to that like true live sound i guess you would say they only add an extra guitar when it's absolutely necessary or or put in an extra thing there mm-hmm. have awesome. any of you guys ever had the opportunity to see zz top no i have not no highly recommend mm-hmm. i've seen him i've seen him twice now and apparently there was a while in like the probably late 80s through late 90s, where their stage show had incorporated a lot of theatrics. Apparently, they were driving around on little cars. That's so cool. But according to someone who uh, who I, I heard say, uh, play, also playing to a track. But they've gotten away from that. They've stripped it back down. It's now just back to just a power trio rock and roll show. And it is so high energy, and they sound just like the record. And those three dudes just throw down. If ZZ Top ever comes to your town, go see ZZ Top. It's such a cool show. Yeah. Sounds like a field trip. They are a hot band. <laughs> they're, they, they're not like a hot band for being in their late 60s. They are a hot band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring up, we always talk about, you know, source material. This is this. Obviously, John Lee Hooker and those Slim Harpo and those early blues guys you know they were inspired by cream and everything like that so i wanted to try out some new things renewing the source material oh i would say or 
basically reinterpreting the source material. I don't think elevating is a good use for a band like this. Well, it's would, definitely a think, reinterpretation. Re- reinterpretation is... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still think it elevates. Your issue is that... The source material? Your issue is that that source material is perfect and what they're doing is not making it better. They're just doing a different thing. Is that is, is that the, uh, the yeah, separation? I think, I think my problem is a, a lot of the time is something like John Lee Hooker, boom, boom, boom. You're not going to get better. Like, it's the original and it's amazing. You know, it's, you, you can't... Okay. You're not going to take away from that. But at the same time, it's like we're at the same level or we we are essentially doing what you've done, but we are creating our own thing, okay. which is just as good. Well, because I mean, like you're, you're, you're I mean, you're kind of like specifically on this album, like Boogie Chillin' is is yeah. John the Hooker's Boom Boom Boom. Basically, yeah. I mean, it's not the same song, but it's the exact yeah. same uh, well, rhythm. Boogie Chillin' is the riff, but then the how 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 is is Boom Boom. So it's like mm. they're borrowing the riff from one and, and the, the vocalization. Style, yeah. From an, from another, and then there's also some shake your hips, yeah, in there, and you know I don't like, we we've been using the phrase elevate the source material, and I think that elevate is a problematic word exactly because I'm saying reinvigorate or it, it's not necessarily or... better or worse than the source material, but they aren't just writing on the back of it; they are extrapolating like they they are. Why not say an evolution? Like it's it, it's, it's, it's an evolution it's, of the source there's material. There's nothing wrong with like what what where this what the source material is. Does it's it just... elevate the source material? <laughs> Does it evolve the source material? Yeah, and they're totally different from like Cream, you know. But I think it's just because you don't have this like punk country sort of thing. It's very rare, and I would say that in a way, ZZ Top is very much like a cow punk band. You know, they are they like maybe the first cow. Punk yeah, band. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. cow punk is such a like rare genre. It's literally like four fucking bands. It's all of Muddy Roots Fest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink anything that someone gives you at Muddy Roots. Getting away from from elevate the source material and getting into maybe evolve the source material. Does Lagrange evolve the source material? I think absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you listen to, to like, like they've taken like Boogie Chillin' or uh, Boom Boom or Shake Your Hips. Absolutely, Lagrange is fully rooted in that. Oh yeah, but Lagrange is a different. It's an evolution of it. Yeah, a lot of times in okay. copyright law, you kind of look at: Are you taking a chunk of something to bring? a unjustified attention to your work. Like, is it that I'm taking this thing only because it provides more light to my work? Or is it that I'm taking something that is in the public domain and is being used by me in a way that makes my work better? Mm. So in this, they're not taking, like you said, the how, 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 and and using it just because they're like, oh, if somebody hears that, then they're going to know that this was John Lee Hooker and like buy my album they're saying okay well this is me you know almost homage to that and making my own really interesting blues song off of it mm-hmm. so and I, I think that's fair in this it's it's a hard question to ask you know a lot of times when you're taking old works and and you know 
evolving from them or, or deriving from them. Yeah. But I think it's fair in this circumstance. I don't yeah. think they're trying to do anything untoward. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They're total blues fans, and they yeah. love, love. I never love knew LaGrange was about uh, a whorehouse. I just, I mean, oh, <laughs> not just any whorehouse. The best. I learned today <laughs> that the shack outside LaGrange is none other than the best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's the same whorehouse. It's yeah. The, the, chicken, the chicken ranch. Yeah. Multiple, mm-hmm. multiple artworks. I mean, composed about this whorehouse. That lets you know how prolific and important it was to the culture. <laughs> I had no I idea. Think, I the think chicken, that's... chicken ranch, right? Yeah, yeah. chicken ranch. Yeah. yeah. I think that's so telling because, like, this is one of those songs that I have. I have like a like 150 song America playlist, and this song <laughs> is on there because this song makes you think of America, like in general. And now knowing that it's about like a well, prolific specifically our Texas a... town. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how. Anyway, knowing that it's about a specific whorehouse makes me really be like, yes, definitely America. Uh, I read a quote. And it's, it's like, Trace Hombres is full of characters and doings so steeped in caricature yet presented straight faced as into as to invite skepticism. The album is stuffed with color flavor, much like the famous gatefold photo on the inside, the gut busting <sighs> plate of food. <laughs> of, of Trace Ombres. I'm really glad you brought that up because I that photo haunts me. Yeah, I the, really, the Mexican feast. God, I want <laughs> the gatefold I, is amazing. I haven't had like my trash <laughs> Mexican food yet since I've been better, and I'm like, I want. All I thought that it. too, but then like I, I had read like someone was like worst like worst album art ever. No, 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 no. What? no. This is like what? my top five gatefolds of all time. We're it's looking at a, it right now. The a place plate of Tex-Mex food. It's, just, it, it, it's a Tex-Mex feast. Don't forget you, the rose. Yeah. You've got a beer foaming that. over. Cheese as cheese. the side. <laughs> and the garnish. Cheese as a garnish. Peppers as if it's parsley. Everywhere. Just cheese just sprinkled everywhere. The knife and the li- lemons and limes. Uh, crema. The, the cup full of cheese. It yeah. just... I think I it's it. so endearing too to think of these guys like these three guys hitting the road, drinking beers, and eating Tex-Mex food like this, playing rock and roll. I mean, talk about those days when they used to be in the zombies. What more do you want? To that home out on the range, they got a lot of nice girls. I'm racing. Intro to Lagrange oh, is yeah. one of the tastiest drum tracks ever recorded to yeah. tape. Oh, I should tell my Lagrange story. Uh, so I was in college, and I went to see a college band. When I say college band, sort of like one of those bands that's just like, oh, we do like half covers, we do a couple of originals or something like that. It's just early days, and you're just trying to figure out, you know, playing shows and stuff. And <laughs> they're up there playing, and uh, someone in the audience is like. LaGrange! <laughs> and they all like look at each other like, what? And he's like, LaGrange! And so they like look at each other and they're like, do you know Do you know how to play LaGrange? And he's like, yeah. Do you? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Do you want to play it? 
Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then just like played the song. Played like <laughs> and that band was called the Coke Dare. <laughs> and that's why I always request like rage. <laughs> it's a numbers game. <laughs> Somebody's going to know how to play it. It's just a blues song. You know you know it. <laughs> Seriously, stop yelling Freebird. Yeah, start yelling LaGrange. Grange. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean... How many words are there? I might be mistaken. Ho ho. There you go. I just did Lagrange for you. You're welcome. Uh, I have a true false quiz. You guys want it? Yeah. Yes. All right. True or false? They are the longest running American rock band with no changes. True. True. Yep. True. Man. So many. So many. So many. So hits many on years. This fucking record. Uh, since they were nineteen. Wow. What? What? Yeah, they were all nineteen at the time. So they were like they 14, 15 when they were the zombies. <laughs> the zombies. <laughs> this is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, not really, but probably more like 16, 16, 17. 17. Right. Yeah. Did you still. know that the drummer is the only one that didn't have a beard until like five years ago, and then he's like, you know what? <laughs> Frank Beard and grew a beard. Frank yeah, beard. He, yeah. He, he gave a, up and grew a beard. Now. He has a beard now, and it's a. Uh, Appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Wait, does he have like a ZZ top beard? Does he have like a goatee? I don't know. I didn't it's like, like he's, got like, a, he's got like a boomer goatee. It's a little longer than a goatee, a, a little right. bit more. We all have boomer goatees. Not um, me. It's 2020 and the world has a boomer goatee. Darkest timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I guess it's since 1970. I mean, they, they're still going, so I can't give you an yeah. end date on the longest uh-huh. running. ZZ and, Top will go for it. Tell us more of your right. tales. <clears throat> Their crew once drank all the beer at an El Paso Mexican restaurant, El Camita, before the show. I yes. Believe it. True. Yeah. That's false. Fine. I bet they could, though. I bet they <laughs> I wrote I that because would. I was like, that sounds like a ZZ Top story. <laughs> uh, according to Billy Gibbons, ZZ Top is from... A design on barn doors, and the top comes from tops rolling papers. False. Uh, I believe it. That's, That's false. True. False. Yeah, half and half. It's absolutely true. No, false. I believe it. I know what ZZ Top it. says, and I know what I think he means. Okay, what do or, you think it is? Well, I, I think Billy Gibbons in interviews has said that you know they're big blues fans. They wanted something that kind of had a ring to it, like BB King, and he said they just happened upon ZZ Top, but. Name name the first brand of rolling papers you can think of. Very first Zig brand. Zags. Right? Yeah, name Zig the second Zags. one. Tops. Oh, yeah. He bad. says... Uh, that, that's my theory. <laughs> he, he said in his book that he saw the name ZZ Hill as a location. He thought ZZ sounded good. It sounded like BB. And then he... King is like the king. And the so they couldn't use it. And they said tops. Mm. And so they were called ZZ Tops. But then they just changed it to ZZ Top. I still think it's zigzag, comma, <laughs> tops. Yeah. Uh, true or false? They opened for two members of the 27 Club, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. True! That's gotta be true. It's true. Good job. Uh, and they appeared in Back to the Future Part 2. True. False. true. false. I've never seen that movie. True. False. It's false. Oh, did they use three motherfuckers? Is it a video or something? Uh, oh, it's Back three. to the Future oh. Part 3. That's right. Double back again. <laughs> <laughs> They're the the what would you say like the country band? Yeah. The, oh, like, at the at the fair or whatever. That's right. Oh. Yeah, but their their guitars rotate. They go back and like, like they do. Yeah. Back to the Future Part Two is in the future. <laughs> Although they could have been there because is, they would have been playing. Is Western Time Eliminator. CC Top? Uh, uh, are their guitars furry? 
furry? Well, they are they in furry 80s guitars. ZZ Top. Well, what's their f- No, this, this is not furry guitars in, uh, in the Old West. You mean like cats? Yeah, but it's also not spinning guitars in the Old West. There was a spinning guitar. In the, they, they, mm-hmm. they absolutely had a spinning guitar in the Old West. I saw it. And back to, he, I saw it in the well, documentary. Well, yes, in, in the back Hollywood the film, 3. Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> ben, I've seen it. <laughs> Did you go to like Old Town Tucson and they had the spinning guitar there during the gunfight in the street? No one? Okay. It's only... Whole Town Tucson. It's a, it's a movie studio right you down, can go to. Right, right down the street from the uh, whatever, OK Corral. It's a no, real place. It's a hill. real place. It's Tombstone. No, I know. that's a real place. I went when I was a kid. They have gunfights in the street. It's, a, it's an old studio. Are you talking studio. about Tucson or Tombstone? Arizona? No, Tucson, Arizona. Has a theme park called Old Town Tucson, mm-hmm. and you go there, and it's mm-hmm. seasonal, and they have gunfights. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Not like real gunfights, obviously. They're not out there killing kids. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Uh, anything else? I fucking love this band. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel about it, Ben? <laughs> Fuck anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> it's true. It's real. Do you fun. like good times? <laughs> Do you enjoy cold beers? They're saying well, hell yeah fuck right you. now. Put on <laughs> Do you have two ears and a heart? <laughs> I've got a copy of Afterburner that you could have if you wanted. I, are, are you I'm an fine. American? Uh, I'm, I'm fine. Like oh, okay. You, you, don't, you, you don't want to slip inside my sleeping bag? <laughs> That's such a good song. I'm I, fine with the ZZ Top catalog I, I, currently, I currently have. So how do you feel Fair about like, their music videos where they're like redneck angels that save people from like predicaments? It. With it's the so point, good. With the uh, full arm around. To the point. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. It's like always a predicament. And then ZZ Top shows up, never says anything, just rocks out, and they save the day. Oh man, you having a bad day? Well, here have a hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fix your problems, but it uh, makes you now look you're having cool. a great day. <laughs> ben, I am gonna crush your spirits a little bit. This is the only ZZ Top album we're gonna get to. If you're gonna have one, I thought Eliminator was. On. It seems like Eliminator. What? It's well, it's Eliminator so definitely sold more, had more hits on it. Yeah. But if you're only going to have one, have this one. No, I agree. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree too. I can look for sure, but but yeah. Gotta have I room mean, for white stripes. Personally, I, I I I love I love Tejas and Tejas. Uh, a lot of a lot of ZZ Top fans don't like Tejas. Mm. I think that one fucking cooks. A, bad album. a lot it's of ZZ bad album. Top uh, fans claim they like ZZ Top, but don't, don't want like a copy a- of Afterburner. Afterburner. <laughs> 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 All right, next time we're going to be talking about Paul McCartney and Wings, Band on the Run. Fuck you. God damn. Thank you.